This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. What's up, everybody? It's episode 163 of Small Talk. It's been about two months since we've gotten together. Steve, I feel like this is how I open every podcast now is just giving the length Sorry. of time that we've had <laughs> since we last talked. A lot of stuff has been happening in both of our lives, but Small Talk is back. We'll find out if we're better than ever here in a second, but it is so great to see you. And we're taping this on October 18th. Steve is double digit days away, maybe even less from being a dad. So before we get into any topics or any chatter, Steve, temperature check from you how are you feeling well first i just want to say it is also great to be back it's great to see you and i'm sorry obviously there has been a large gap between the last episode and this one but i do feel like we have reasonable reasons for this you have moved thousands of miles away you're settling in a new city i am preparing to be a father uh and yes could have a kid i guess at any moment now we're kind of in the red zone and that's like the weird part now is it's just oh it could happen like in the next hour it could happen a month from now you just don't know and i think that's kind of I haven't, I'm not stressed. I haven't been stressed throughout this. Maddie's been really good. I think she's just mostly in the uncomfortable phase of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I going to be pregnant forever? This blows. And, <laughs> you know, sleeping's not awesome. And, right, it, right. you know, it's, it's probably pretty rough. But all in all, like, we've been good. Uh, so I can't complain. But yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be weird. I could have a kid in like two weeks, like tomorrow. It's just, it's odd to think about that. I'm very good, though, at, I don't, I'm very good at looking at the very short term and kind of not worrying about the long term. It's kind of how my brain works. And Maddie's mm-hmm. like almost the exact opposite. She's like, I need to plan out for like a year from now. And it's stressing her out. It's like, I don't know. It's just weird not to know like the timeline of events of how it's going to go down. But all in all, I think we're going to be fine. And yeah, by the time probably the next pod, I will, I will likely be a father. So there you go. Okay, a couple of follow-up questions here. Since the baby could come in a week, two weeks, tomorrow, do you have a dad hospital bag packed? Because you know, oh, I know man. Maddie, I know Maddie's got it all. <laughs> I've talked question. to her. <laughs> She's got it all ready to go. Just in case, you know, you got to grab the bag and go. But if you have the bag packed, I want to know what is in Steve Sarudi's dad to be hospital bag. I, I'm not a planner, which is funny because I we I feel like you know, both we plan shows, like I plan shows and whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have one right now. I will eventually probably throw something together. But here's the thing. Maddie and I were talking about this. So she's got, you know, all of her stuff, toiletries, pillow, whatever blankets she wants. She's got clothes to change into. I'm not doing a lot of the hard work and we're going to be there for a couple of days. I'm really, I'm going to wear a hoodie and some sweatpants and I'll bring maybe an extra pair of underwear and some socks and, and maybe some of my toiletries and a pillow, maybe a blanket, all that stuff. I'll probably just grab on the way out of the house. This is, it's not that it's not rocket science. I'm not the important person in this scenario. Maddie is her stuff is good to go. So we are good to go, but no, I don't have, I don't have a ton of my bag. I mean, I guess I got to bring, I think the odd thing, the thing that I didn't know is that how long you stay in the hospital for afterwards, you're there for like basically a day plus almost maybe Mm -hmm. two days, depending on what's going down, if everything goes well and how much downtime you kind of have. Cause my buddy just had a kid and it's like, you're just basically laying in this hospital room and like, you're trying to make a, an uncomfortable chair, your bed for two nights. So maybe I'll bring a couple pillows. We'll try to figure it out that way, but I'm pretty adaptable. You know, this, I don't complain that much. I'm pretty adaptable. Like it's going to suck. I know it's going to suck. And you know, we'll come home and hopefully we'll have enough sleep and then we'll have a baby on our hands. Also, that's a great way to look at it, that you're just going to go with the flow and that you're going to be adaptable because that's, you really do have so many unknown variables that are going to be coming your way. So basically whatever you plan for, it's going to go out the window anyway. Right. Yeah. But I do want to know this, Steve, because your job in all of this is to be the support system. Okay. <laughs> you're going to be up by your wife's head as she's doing all the hard work to bring your child into the world. Have you thought about what type of cheerleader you're going to be to Maddie? Are you going, I'm going to, to be, be a bad one? I, I know it. <laughs> I'm, I, Cause I'm not like a rah-rah guy at all. I know that's 
that's why I wanted to ask because you're not rah, rah. I know, like, are, I know. are you going to be like you know kind of like a Bill Belichick like do your job you got this Tom I think Brady I'll be throwing tablets like how are you going to be I'm going to probably be pretty quiet and I'll just uh, hand certainly like a hand holder you know hand rubber if she needs a massage or like a towel a damp <laughs> towel on the forehead kind of situation I can't imagine I'm going to be saying a ton I I, I just because one I'm picturing myself in that situation. I don't want anybody talking to me. I'm going to figure this fucking shit out by myself. Everybody leave me alone. I'm going to black out. And then we're going to have this baby. Like, I wouldn't want somebody to be like, Steve, you're doing such a great job. Oh my God, you're so amazing. I don't want to be this patronizing bullshit. Like, I don't. It sucks. It's brutal. Um, right. It's childbirth. So I have a feeling Maddie is, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be holding the hand. I'm, I'm going to be minimal words. And it, listen, if she wants me to give her a pep talk, I will. If she wants me to, I know the dad thing is they do the pushes, right? And you like, I think you count to 10 breaths. So maybe I'll take part in that. I'll be like the counting guy. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm great with numbers. Here we go. Uh, so totally. may, maybe I'll do that, but I'm not going to be the husband cheerleader. And I'm certainly not going to be like the guy who's updating my Instagram story being like, this is, oh, we're almost there. Like, here we are. Like, obviously not with graphic pictures, but like, I've seen some of that too. It's like, dude. Oh, really? Know your space. Yeah. I don't know. I think too many people share everything on Instagram and social now. You know this, but. If my husband was live taking photos of me giving birth. Not him. Update- not him. The husband would be like, he'll take selfies and like updating with captions for everybody. I'm like, dude. Nobody okay. cares that much. If someone, if my husband or my partner was taking selfies of himself as I'm over here sweating and bleeding and pushing and crying, I'd be like, really? Is now the time to get content for your yeah. followers? <laughs> I don't know. Some people I think would say Listen. yes, but no, no. To each his own. But I do now, Steve, have this beautiful vision of you kind of like, um, you know, like Maddie, like a boxer in the ring and you're the guy in the corner yeah. giving her the dabs on the forehead. Yeah. I think that's a good space. The, for the, the ice pellets from the machine. <laughs> like I, I got it all down. I'll, I'll be, I will be as helpful as she wants me to be or doesn't want me to be. That's what I'll do. Well, it's amazing that we've gotten to this point because I remember us talking years ago about how you wanted to be a dad, how you wanted to have a daughter. And here you are. You're literally days away from being a dad and having a daughter. Living the dream. I know it's uh, it is cool. And like, it's funny because we I'm pretty sure we've had a, we've had a first name for a while. We like two names. I will not share them. I haven't shared them with anybody. Um, I've tried to. I'm like, Maddie, what's the name? I wanted yeah, to get I mean, something monogrammed. I was like, I got to be name? honest. My parents have been good about it too. Like, and our, both of our parents, they haven't been pushy. They understand. And I just kind of think it's, I mean, if you've done this, I'm not calling you out, but I just kind of think it's weird to name the baby before you see it. Uh, and so we have a name in mind, but if she comes out and you're just like, wait, that doesn't look like a blank. I want that option. You know, I want that to be there. So we have that. We have a main one, which is probably 95%. And then we've got like a 5%. Both names I actually really love. The hard part was the middle name. We have been arguing almost about middle names. Wow. And yeah, because we're both in complete agreement on the first name. But the middle name is, is difficult because you kind of want it to match the first name, but not be too, you know what I mean? Like everybody totally. does the, let me, actually, let me, I'm going to get your opinion on this. This is, okay. this is perfect space for it because it's not going to happen, but it's a discussion we had. So I'll peel back the curtain. Maddie really liked the middle name James. Oh, her, yeah. Obviously uh-huh. having a girl. I was like, I don't hate it. I think it sounds good, you know, like Michelle James or Maddie James or whatever, hypothetically. But I think it's too trendy. And I was like, I don't want to be trendy name guy because I'm wondering in like 10, 15 years of like every girl's middle name is going to be James because it kind of feels that way. Like a lot of it's James, it's May, it's, uh, you know, there's like a lot of and I like again, I like these names, but mm-hmm. I don't want to pick a trendy one. Where do you stand on this? I think that you're right. I think it. I think it's a beautiful middle name. I know a lot of people who have named their child James or their middle name James. James is very popular. And I like it. Again, it's, it's a cool it's a it does sound name. really cool. Yeah. 
But I think you're right because almost every girl of our era's middle name was like Marie or like Elizabeth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or Nicole. Rose, yep. Yeah. I feel like it is generationally yeah. a middle name does ha- kind of get trendy. Um, mine is a family name. And I think that's, you either go one of two ways. It sounds good and it's trendy or it's a family name. Yeah. I think the one that we finally settled on, and again, I can't really say it, but I'm, I'm excited to share it when we can. There's no connection to either side. That's the other thing too, is so my dad's middle name is James. Oh, cool. And so that I guess could have been cool, but then yeah. then there's the other side of the family where my mom be like, well, what the hell? You know, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't name him after me. Like, I think it creates a, ba- a can of worms that I don't really want to open up. So we just went neutral and everybody hopefully will be happy. But it is, I think, a double, it's a double letter situation too. First name, last name or first name, uh-huh. middle name? First name, middle name. First in the middle or the same letter. Ooh, this is so good. Now I know. I, I, I can't get... give you any more clues. I can't. You're not. You would never guess in a million years. Either. Is, it's not like a, is the first name, name, middle name, same initial as your last name? No, no. Oh. It, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be triple C. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that you would name your daughter something with a C first name, though, so we could call her CC. CC. Yeah. Well, CC is a good are, nickname. Yeah. <laughs> What do you feel about the girl, like a girl MJ or a girl with a, not not PJ, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. What do you think about that vibe? I know a girl, I believe her daughter's name is Marin James and they call her MJ. They call her MJ. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't love it. I, I don't know. I guess, again, it's, just, we don't know her. I feel like MJ is like a very specific type of girl. Like I actually know a couple MJs and you're like, oh yeah, like you're an MJ, but how do yeah. I know that my daughter's going to be that? I don't, who knows? It's tough, but I think it's nice to have that as an option. If my name was Michelle James, you could call me Michelle. You could call me Shelly. You could call me MJ. You know what I mean? There's different options for nicknames. And as your child grows up and they develop their own personality, you'll determine if she's a Michelle, a Shelly or, or an MJ. You know what I mean? Like she'll kind of decide herself yeah. by, by her personality. It's funny because you, you are a Michelle to me. Like you just are, you know? And I, I don't know. I've always been weird about me. I don't know if I'm a Steve or not. Like sometimes I don't feel like I'm a Steve, but then people are like, no, you're definitely a Steve. You're a hundred percent a Steve. Maddie is a hundred percent a Maddie. (laughs) And and I'm just, are there people who have names that don't actually vibe with who they are as a person? I've always thought about that. But if my name was Sienna and you knew me as Sienna, you'd be like, you're such a Sienna. You're such a Sienna. I actually love the name Sienna. Uh, I love, love, love love the name Sienna. That is not the name, but I do love the name Sienna. Well, quick, funny story. Did I tell this too? Because I I had a name for years that I wanted for a girl. Yeah, Sophia. You told us on the pod. Maddie vetoed it. Not only Maddie, but my one of my Gen Z uh, cousins told me it was too basic and trendy. So it's out. It's out the door. But in my defense, I wanted this like 15 years ago, but neither here nor there. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Well, I remember asking her when you guys first shared that you were pregnant. I was like, oh my, and that it was a girl. I was like, baby Sophia. And she's like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah, she put the kibosh on that. Yeah, she did. But, you know, when Gen Z, Gen Z is coming for us, by the way. They're tough, man. Yeah, they're tough. (laughs) I'm so sick of them, by the way. I am so, total side note. And I'm so glad your your daughter is going to be in a new generation that hopefully isn't as judgmental and shady. Gen Z needs to relax, okay? I feel badly for Gen Z because it feels like all they do is trash millennials and talk about how everything sucks all the time. Like, you know what? All you guys do is make TikTok dances and everything you do is about content. I can't even walk down the streets of Soho without walking into like That's what six- I say. You're in prime uh, Gen Z territory Oh my now, God. Too. Oh my God. I would lose my fucking mind. You know, in New York, we I have a whole list of things, Steve, that I need to tell you about moving to New York because while Steve is becoming a dad, I moved to New York City. I've always wanted to do it. I moved to New York City. I checked it off the box. 
And I'm super fucking pumped for you, by the way. Thank you. I know it's been so great, but we'll talk about that. Well, actually, let's just get into it. So, okay. Steve's going to be a dad. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a city girl here. We're here where it's happening. So I have this whole list of things because as we know from the pod, I spent a lot of time in New York, but living here and coming in on the weekends is vastly different, vastly different. I've had to get what my friends are calling my city legs. And that means a couple things. Number one, learning how to take the subway, which we'll mm. talk about. Number two, walking everywhere, which is so different when you come from a place like St. Louis and you're driving everywhere and everything is so easy and so yep. comfortable walking when it's raining or whatever. Like it's, you know, you have to get used to stuff like that. But once you live here for a long enough time, there is a minimum speed limit on the streets. Okay. You're hustling. You're walking quickly. You got to make the light. When the walk sign goes on, we're yeah. going. Okay. If if you're walking slow and I see that it's changing up there, I'm passing you. Okay. Heads I, always on a swivel, no matter exactly. Always yeah. on a swivel. You need to walk. So when you go, when you walk around certain neighborhoods where a lot of these Gen Z influencer TikTok people are. They prop their phones up on a building and then they do like a fit check, but they're standing in the middle of the sidewalk going like, wait, is this something that they post or they're just looking? Yes, they're all posting it. Part of the deal is that you do a fit check on the street or whatever. I'm like, and I'm buzzing. I don't care about the shot. I'm buzzing right in in the shot of the video. Because I'm like, yo, I got to make the train get out of my way. You and I have worked in media for a long time. You and I have have had to make content for a long time. And I'm not even throwing shade because I understand that it's such a part of life now. But I just can't imagine every single thing that I did thinking about a way to put it on the internet. I could not agree with you more. I feel like my social presence has completely disappeared because I just don't care anymore. It feels so exhausting to have to be like, here's what I ate. Here's what I cooked. Here's my outfit. Here's me riding the train. You know, like it's just so exhausting. Yeah. And I I just, I don't particularly care for showing people my community. Yeah. You're like my fit check or my community to work. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I just think it's, but again, this is like, we're just this, we're just old. Like, this is what it is now. Like, I don't care. I'm happy to be old. No, I'm, I'm not even mad about it, but that's just what it is. Like at some point you just kind of become that and you're like, oh, look at these loser old people over here. These chuggy people over here. Right. Total um, chugs, I know. And you know, I'm at peace with it. I've completely accepted it. I'm like, listen, I'm an old guy now. It's fine. I remember I told, uh, I was telling like Rosillo that, but it was something about like, it's the first time where like, I kind of feel old. Like, I don't think I'm in the scene anymore. He's like, oh, that makes me sad. And I was like, no, it makes me pumped. Like, I'm happy about it. Like, I'm, I'm to the point where I just don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not posting my, you know, all right, cool. I bought a new pair of Nikes. I'm taking a mirror shot that I could post to like random people just to, like right. keep, the, keep the content going. But you do still put out content though. Are you, I'm you trying. I'm trying. I think, yeah, you, I, and I, I, like, it's not easy. And I think you do it in a, like a classy, not in your face way. Thank you. Like, Steve. I, I'm, again, I'm not, I would tell you if I was like, hey, chill yes, out. You, you have but, before, as we I, know. Well, you told me I was thotting around your house. Well, listen, it needed to be said and it's fine. And I was happy for you. I just needed to point it out. It's okay. People are going to get mad at me again. But no, I've had multiple people be like, oh, like I, Michelle's like her social situation's awesome. Like she looks like she's oh, killing really? it. She's, like, she's having a blast. I'm like, that's what I know. It's awesome. So good, well, good job am. by you. So I'm, I'm glad it know, translates. You don't have to do it while taking fit checks. Well, and the thing is, if you're going to do a fit check, that's amazing. Do it in your apartment. Do it right outside your building, not in a busy street where everybody's trying to get somewhere. Well, that's you know? real. Wait, are you on Be Real? Is that what it's called? Am I getting that right? I downloaded it. And then I was like, they. I didn't realize that you have to do it at certain times of the day. And that's yeah. so stupid. Forget it. Is it, and is it. is it different every day? So you never know like when it's actually happening. Well, and then what I if you miss know. it? I've never done it. They send me push notifications like it's 
it's time to be real. And I'm like, well, it's time I'm Pass. running. So I'm now yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the baseball game. I'm not, I'm not like I'm watching the baseball game. I'm, this is me being real. Like no one cares about that. I didn't even know it was a thing until like a month ago. So it's fine. I know. <laughs> I was, same. I, I don't scary. know. And again, we're so old. I'm like slamming the fit checks. I'm slamming be real, but even though we'll probably do it, but it's just so funny to me. And all my friends have warned me, this has not happened to me yet, but that these TikTokers are on the street and will come up to you and like ask you questions. And it's okay. Okay. They're like socials. And I'm like dreading the day that I'm coming from the gym and I'm all sweaty gross and someone like ambushes me like asking yeah. me a New York City question. I will say after we just spent like what a good 10 minutes just trashing Gen Z again, which Classic I think us, sometimes, the they, sometimes us. they deserve it. I will listen. I'm not listen. I'm an equal opportunity person. I will have to give them credit for this. There are a couple of things and this, we'll, maybe we'll do A plus content early here. A couple of things that I really like that I've noticed and it made me think of you. Have you seen the TikTok person that they ask random people on the streets of New York City how much they pay for rent? And then they they ask if they can view their apartment too. So it'd be like, hey, I pay like, you know, 3,300 a month. Like, okay, cool. could I view your apartment? And they take a tour. And I actually think it's freaking awesome because sometimes they're all over the place. Some will be like, oh, I pay, you know, 8,000 a month. And it's this incredible two bedroom open concept thing with its incredible view of Central Park. And the other ones are like, I pay 650 and I live in a five by five room with no bathroom. <laughs> And you're just, and they're they're all awesome. They're like actually really interesting. I, I wish I had the name on me, but like they always pop up in my feed now. I love it. So I thought of you, and I'm like, if somebody came up to you on the street and was like, "Hey, what do you pay for rent? Can I take a, a tour of your apartment?" Would you say yes? I'd say no. Really? Because I think that'd be kind of cool. I think be good for your brand. No. I would love to watch it because that is my new favorite pastime is asking people how much they spend for rent here because it is outrageous. It is outrageous how much rent costs in New York City. I knew it coming in, but I cannot get over it. I literally cannot get over it because I've been going to all of these different places, hanging out with my friends, seeing where they live and whatever. And I'm like, how much do you pay? And everyone's so transparent about it because it's it's such a game that everyone's like, oh, I paid this or whatever. Yeah. It's, a, it's a co-op or, you know, I'm subletting or whatever. Um, but it is just, and I know that there's so many people here and it's so great to live here. Like there, inflation, there's coming out of the pandemic. There's all these reasons why it's so expensive, but I'm still so new here that it's so hard for me to stomach some of these numbers. I'm like, you pay $4,100 to live in a studio apartment. And they're like, yeah, but it's in the West village and it has a washer dryer and a doorman and an elevator. And I'm like, okay. So, so that's funny because, uh, but yeah, it's what it costs. It's what it is. I hundred percent agree with you though. I'll bring up what you made before about when you're in a city, how, the adjustment is to, okay, oh, I can't just get in my car and like go to a CVS to pick yeah. up Tylenol. I have to map it out. If I'm not close to one, I have to go to like a whatever. The convenience factor takes some getting used to. And every time that I've stayed in cities for longish periods of time, like multiple nights or whatever, like it's just like, can I actually do this? And then I, when I was younger, I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to live in a city. Like this is amazing. A young person, like going to bars, whatever. And the older I get, I'm like, I would have been miserable if I did that. Like I like things to be convenient. And I think obviously it depends on your personality. Like you're much more bubbly and outgoing and you like to meet people and you like, you're much more like, I think adventurous than I am. So I think it'd be fun for you. But like my in-laws, for example, live in San Francisco and whenever they come back here, they're just like, man, life is just so much easier here. <laughs> like yeah, it's like it everything is. is so much easier and it's less expensive and there's fresh air and, you know, yeah. and San Francisco is obviously like a, a city with fresh air in some ways, and I guess more than this New York city, depending where you're at. It's just wild to think that like 
it is so much easier. And that adjustment, especially people like us who are just old now, yeah. like we were talking about, like that's we're tough so for you. Old, so I'm, it's another reason why I'm just like, I'm so pumped for you and proud of you to be there because it's just not easy to do that for a million different reasons. But I 100% think it's the right decision. And I think you're going to absolutely love it. Yeah, you were my biggest champion. You kept being like, just do it. Rip the bandaid off. Just go. Because like, I'm like, what's what the worst that's going to happen? You're like, yeah, go back home. All right. Like, cool. Like, you're like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. But so tell us what's your apartment like? How big? I mean, I, we're oh looking on God. camera right now here. Well, you're welcome to my kitchen slash office. <laughs> so I'm subletting from a friend until the end of the year because there was some real estate stuff on my end in St. Louis that had mm-hmm. to get worked out. And Everybody is moving back in the fall, which is when I moved, like all the NYU kids and all the people yeah. are coming back from their like, summers in the Hamptons or wherever. So it's really expensive to move then. And I had a friend who was going to be out of the country until the end of the year. And he was like, why don't you sublet until the end of the year? And then every you get a sense of the city, what neighborhood you want to live in. It'll just be easier. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So I, I don't want to say where I'm living. You no, know, no, no. Safe, don't give safety, me safety. We know I can't reveal things like that on this podcast. People will hunt me down. But it's weird, Steve, because A, it's very small, but it's a one bedroom, which is great. A lot of people have studios here, so it's nice to have separate areas. Mm -hmm. And it has a washer, dryer, and a dishwasher and unit, which is amazing. New York City luxury. But it's weird because... He took all of his things, but left his furniture. I almost feel like I'm studying abroad because it's none of my yeah. things in here. You know, like my clothes are here. My blow dryer is That's here. That's a perfect entry point into the city though, right? Yeah, like it's you, been like so you're, great. You're dipping your toe in the water and you're not completely like buying incredible furniture to, to move in. Like all your stuff can say sort of in St. Louis. But we were talking earlier about whether or not you could um, not have a job or just be by yourself and not have something to do every day and whether or not that would really mess with you. Yeah. I think that would mess with me. But living in confined quarters, I think I could live like in, my, for example, I'm in my basement right now. This is probably, I mean, this is, I don't know, tell me, it's probably 20 by 20. Is that like an average New York apartment for like, Who knows? I don't even know, but it's like, it's not a big space, right? I could 100% live down here. I, I don't, I don't need space. I don't. Um, I got a TV. I got my setup. I got a window. I mean, I'd like a little bit more light access down here. So like, maybe that would be the problem, but I don't need some huge house or some huge apartment. I just, okay. I have my stuff. And, you know, for you, like, especially in the city, like you're not, how much time do you actually spend in your apartment? You're probably never you're, you're doing a bunch of stuff. So like, I actually don't think it's that big of a deal to live in a small apartment. But your bed's not down there. Your refrigerator's not down there. Your kitchen is not down there. Your if bathroom was, is not. I don't you think know that what would I'm be saying? a problem. I really don't. If my bed was over here in the corner and I had, you know, a small bathroom over here with like a oh, stand-up shower only. Listen, would it be like my ideal scenario? No, but I actually, do, I think I'd be fine. When you go to college and you live in a dorm with a bunch of random people and like you just kind of accept it and that's your life. I think if that was, if I was like, hey, you got to live in a 20 by 20 thing. I think I'd be fine. I really do. I think I would just adapt. So it's so funny that you say that because I was thinking about this today. I only brought like two suitcases worth of stuff. That's all I brought. And a backpack with my laptop and microphone setup and everything to work here. Um, Because as you mentioned, I am out doing a lot of things. I don't need a lot of things. It's been actually so refreshing to not care about things. And not that I cared about things that much before, but you know, when you have a big house or whatever, or like just even, you know, what is not a thing here? They have it, but no one goes is Target. No one goes to Target here. They yep. have one. Uh, I believe it's like off time. I didn't even know they did. Yeah. They have one kind of because I said, where's Target? And everyone's like, you go to Target. I'm like, everyone in the suburbs goes to Target. It's yeah. Like, where do you, do you get your, like your slot? Where do you get, you, you know, go to you like, need, you need like Dwayne Reed. Where do you go and get Yeah. yeah. You go to like Dwayne Reed or you, I spent a lot of time at the bodega on the corner, which mm. is a, another thing I want to talk to you about. But I feel like when you 
live in the suburbs, you go to the grocery store and then you go to Target and you're just aimlessly walking around and you're like, this is a cute wreath. I need this candle. And you end up buying this excess of things because it's cute and you like it and you have the space for it. I cannot buy anything here. Anything. I needed more comfortable walking shoes because you walk everywhere that were like decently cute. And I bought them. What'd you go with? What'd you buy? Oh, I, I should show you the photo, Steve. I think you'll like them. I got these white sneakers, classic Nike swoosh, but with a leather oh. detail. Let me show you. But, you know, it's very hard to decide what shoes because they have to go with most outfits, but still be cute, you know, but you you just don't have the space to buy things. You're spending your money on experiences. Like mm. every time you leave your apartment, you're like sneezing a hundred dollars, whether it's dinner or going to a museum or whatever, you know? Oh, here's the shoes real quick for, for my man, Saruti. Hang on. Can you see him? Oh, wait, you bought the low top blazers? Yes. I have the high top blazers. Oh my God, look at us. I'm actually going to probably buy a low top in like a light green Nike swoosh color. But they're the I platforms. They're the platforms. So they give yeah. you a little bit of height. 100%. I'm very pro bla- yes. Nike blazer. Very, oh they're my very, God. Well, speaking of trendy, those are very trendy right now. Well, know who knows? Maybe Gen Z will tell me we're stupid, but at least for people our age. I, I, <laughs> I love that shoe. That's a classic okay. shoe. Well, I'm glad that you approve because I wanted to go classic, but it, it's been such a shift of perspective for me in so many ways. And I just love it. I love not having a bunch of stuff. And I love that I'm not spending all this time at home because my setup in St. Louis was spending a lot of time at home. You know, I had to watch a game every night. I had to furnish a house. Yeah. But you know, I was spending a lot of time at home and yes, we were coming out of a pandemic. So of course that naturally are we officially out? I don't even know. I, I mean, I think, I think we are. I think we're good. Um, but we were in a pandemic where we're coming out, whatever you want, whatever verbiage you want to use. There were other reasons for us to stay home, but it's just been so nice. Cause I am so much more of an experienced person to just be able to every day, want to get out of the house and do a bunch of different things. Let me say this, because I think this is a very important caveat for me to throw in here. I work from home full time. It would be tough. I think if I worked all day out of this 20 by 20. You area. go nuts. So yes, if I had to go to commute to work somewhere, I don't want to commute far, but if I had a, you know, a 20 minute commute or something in the city to go and I live in a 20 by 20 foot apartment, I think that'd be fine. If I work there all day, that's kind of a different story. I, I think I would probably go a little bit stir crazy. I'm not a big go out. I'm not, I'm kind of an introvert, although I like to have a good time, but I just want to make sure I know it's going to be a good time kind of thing. I'm not very adventurous in that way. But the more I've worked at home, the more I'm like, Maddie will notice, like, I want to do more shit because, like, I'm yeah. home all the time. And when right. before when we're going to work at ESPN, I'm like, I want to go home and I want to stay at home. Now I'm looking for excuses to go other places. So I guess there is a pretty big distinction there. If you work from home and you live in an apartment that's small, probably not awesome. You're probably going a little stir crazy. Uh, well, that's why I think everybody fled during the pandemic because we're Definitely. like, I don't want to sit in this tiny ass apartment all day. Yeah. Remember people that were like, oh, New York's dead during the pandemic. It'll never return. And you're like, actually, now it's more insane than it ever was. So like, cool. Like, Let me tell you. Prognostication there. Can confirm. Done a pulse check. New York is alive and well. New York is not dead. Confirmed. Yeah. Not dead. You heard it here first. New York is alive. <laughs> Small talk exclusive. <laughs> yeah. New York is not dead. Okay. So we only have 20 minutes left on the clock, Steve. All so right. what do we got? Girls got to go watch baseball. A little <laughs> NBA kick starts tonight too. We got a big, That's big right. night. That's right. Big night for us. So here are some other things about New York that I wanted to get your take on. Okay. And this is a sad one, but I have to bring it up because it's just so alarming to me. So coming from St. Louis, St. Louis has its problems just like every other city. It's dangerous. I get it. 
there are so many homeless people in the city and it makes me so sad every single day. I literally texted my friend yesterday. I was like, we've got to work at a homeless shelter. We're going to go serve food next week, I think, because I'm like, I just can't take it anymore. Everywhere you go, there are so many homeless people on the street. They're in the subway. They're sleeping underneath bridges. And it just is, I know it's so expensive and, you know, there's so many people. So naturally the percentage of people who are dealing with circumstances like homelessness are going to be higher, but I'm just like, what is happening? And I talked to a lot of people who've lived here for like 20 years and they're like, it's the worst it's ever been. I'm like, what, are, what is the city doing about this? I'm like ready to write a petition. I'm like, how can we help these people? And I get really concerned because it's getting cold. What's yeah. going to happen when it gets cold like this? And in St. Louis, you know, you'd see a homeless person here or there, but it was never to the magnitude where, at least where I was living or where I was working or spending my time where you would see it that much. And it's just been really surprising and alarming to me to see so many homeless people everywhere. And they're mean, Steve. A lot of them. I mean, I don't blame you. I, I, I would I would be pumped either. Yeah. A lot of them don't look at you or they don't whatever i have i have seen some crazy stuff a homeless man tried to throw a bottle of coke at me not the not cocaine but an actual coke when i was on my way to a fashion show i was like dude it's fashion week like what are you doing um i've seen homeless people. <laughs> someone tried to spit in someone's face the other day i mean it's just it's unprovoked I, too i would imagine like they're just yeah like, well i think yeah. a lot of them have substance abuse problems yeah. you know i, I don't yeah, know I'll, everyone's situation yeah. but it's just it feels you're a, probably not going to be it, you're not able to be a great version of yourself if you're homeless like period Correct. Like I, there's no way mentally that i think you could just be okay about that at least long term you know and it just makes me feel very uneasy to be like walking and going about my day and then here's all these people that are in with arm's length proximity of you suffering so badly you're like i don't know what to do here i'm not like you know i get annoyed by the like anti-capitalist people um because i think all right, cool. Like everybody has capitalism now. Like, oh, this is the billionaires are the worst, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not saying they aren't, but like, I'm also like, all right, like, can we settle down? But one of the things that like I've thought about in thinking about that idea is we are just sort of trained to not really think big picture. Like, we're always mm-hmm. thinking about what's our job, what's the next day. And, you know, when it comes to things like homelessness, which is a glaring problem in not only New York, but the country. I mean, right. Shit, it's here in Connecticut. Uh, it's, it's San Francisco. I was just talking about my in-laws. I mean, it's as bad as can possibly be there because there's just oh, affordable, yeah. there's not enough affordable housing really for anybody. And obviously the, there's a mental health crisis. It is kind of just, I, again, I'm not sitting here saying I have a solution for it. I don't. Um, so you can call me an idiot or a hypocrite or whatever. But like, it's just weird how like we just let it it happen. Oh, It's just out of control. And, there, and again, I don't know what to do. So I'm not sitting here telling you that you should come up with an idea because I don't have an idea of how to fix it. But it is just weird how it's just become a thing. And it's yes. everywhere now. And it's like, all right, I guess this is just what life is like in America now. It's, it's just I don't get it. We don't think about fixing problems like that. It's kind of the same thing with climate change, right? It's like, all right, here's this huge issue. And yeah, everybody kind of knows the problem, but they just go on living their lives because yeah. it's just it's really hard to think about big picture problems like that. So I don't again, I don't have the solutions for it. But it just kind of blows my mind from like a humanity perspective that we just sort of live with this and we we are yeah. okay with it. Okay. So there's no easy pivot from that because, yeah. that, and that was talking politics here on small yeah, talk. <laughs> geez, I know that's, that's like the most controversial thing we will dive into. So Well, it's just been a, a culture no, shock I mean, I'm, it's, so honestly, I'm glad you brought it up. It's, it probably is incredibly daunting. Well, it's just so, it's so heartbreaking. And it's so, so for instance, I 
there were, was more homeless people that I would see in St. Louis before I left. So I would keep granola bars in my car oh, and yeah. I would, this is going to sound so incredibly annoying and disgusting, but next to my Pilates studio, there used to be some homeless people sometimes. And when I would pull up to the light, I would give them granola bars or whatever. I had food. Like sometimes I'd take leftovers mm-hmm. and if I would see somebody, I would give it to them or whatever. But here it's like, there's six people on any given street. Yeah. You know, it's just overwhelming. You can't give granola bars to everybody. I'd be broke. I have to pay for this, t- this tiny apartment that costs an arm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's just been very much of a, I, I don't know any other word helpless of, feeling. Yeah. It, helpless is a very good word. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I want to do something to help, but also everybody's just like, got to go about their day as if this it's is not existing. That, like, it's yeah, so like, weird. Yeah. Even like the little act of kindness, you know, you're essentially like plugging holes in the Titanic at this point. Right. Totally. Okay. A couple other things. The subway is insane, Steve. The things that I've seen on the subway coming I can't from believe you take the subway. I, I didn't know if you would be a subway person. Around. I know that's kind of what you have to do, especially if you're trying to ball on a budget. But like from what I've heard, the subway is absolutely batshit. So tell me what's going on. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, the things that I've seen on the subway, Steve. Okay. So first of all, it is by far the fastest way to get around because the hopefully the train is on schedule and you know you can walk but that's it's going to take you a long time ubers are outrageous right now there's all these different city taxes there's not as many taxis so ubers have really really inflated but there's also traffic so you could you know if you're trying to get somewhere quick the train is the best option you just scan your phone and you're in for 275 mm-hmm. but you're taking a city of 8 million people who are all in different circumstances from different walks of life that have different versions of what is polite and what is socially acceptable and what is gross. And you're putting them in a condensed tube underground. Yeah. With very little ventilation. <laughs> yeah. With like no ventilation. And people are not afraid to yell at people. People are not. Af- I mean, I have seen someone's whole bare ass on the subway. Wait, Someone- why? Well, it was a homeless man that got on and his pants were ripped. Oh, okay. I thought somebody like dropped trowel on the the train or something. I said to my friend the other day, I was like, you won't believe this. I saw this man's whole ass on the subway. And he was like, oh, relax. He's like, you're such a... He's probably like, you're such a noob. (laughs) He goes, you're such a rookie. I saw two people banging it out on the subway the other day. And I was like, is this what it's come to? Like when you live in New York that you're just desensitized to anything? Like if I saw two people banging it out, Steve, in the subway, I'd be like, what yeah. is going on here? But yeah, but it's also cool because people will come on, they'll sing songs, they'll play instruments. So there are these magical New York subway moments. And then I'm like, oh, there's someone bare ass. There is someone getting in a fight. I, am I worried that a gun's going to get pulled? Like, I don't even yeah. know. It's nuts. It's totally nuts. So I've been taking this, but your girl's a subway girl, at least until further notice. So do you kind of know your way around now? You got you to lay, lay the land figured out it, or no? It took me a while because you, you download Google Maps and you type in where you're going to go, which is great because it gives you these options. And it's like, okay, you could take this, this, or this, but there's all of these different trains. So there's like a local or there's an express train, which means it doesn't stop at every stop. Mm-hmm. And if you're late to your train, then sometimes you think that you're coming out on one end and then you're coming out on the other. End. It's just a lot to get used to. But after a month and a half, I think I've got it done pretty good, but I'm typically staying on the West side. Um, so it's easier to navigate, but we've, we've ventured all over the place. It's been pretty good so far. I'm not going to lie. But in the beginning I was like, am I going to be able, I saw that you want to know the grossest thing I saw the first week that I was here, my friend JD, who we've talked about on the pod. Oh yeah. 
works in fashion and his welcome to New York gift to me was to take me to my first New York fashion week fashion show. So I told, I'm walking there. I like have my outfit on. I'm like, your girl's going to fashion week. What? (laughs) A homeless man throws me me? fashion week. What? So a homeless man tries to throw a whole Coca-Cola on me. He got it all over my, yeah, he got it all over my pants, my pants and my shoes. Thankfully not my white shirt. And I was like, bro, what? First of all, what the hell? Second of all, it's fashion week, dude. Like, are you kidding? So I then am so pissed off. I get on the subway. This is my first week. So of course I get off at the wrong stop. So I need to take an Uber. And Were you I'm by like, yourself when that happened? I was by myself. And I was like, did anyone else like around you react? They just kind of looked at me and like, that's the other thing too, is I feel like people are just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. They're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Sucks yeah. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glad it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, cause who's going to step to this man who might be ready to throw down and be like, how dare you throw this on her? Yeah. That's but like I, a fuck around and find out moment that you 100%. don't want to fuck around and find out. Yeah. No, but see, on the other hand though, I have had a lot of New Yorkers be really nice to me, which I'll tell you in a second because it involves a great New York day. So this was a bad New York day, or at least until I went to the fashion show, which was great. So I'm waiting for the Uber on the side of the road and a cab pulls up and I think he's waiting for me to to see if he wants to get in. No, no, This man, Steve, gets out, opens, goes to the passenger side, opens the passenger door. He faces inward to inside the car. He whips his thing out. He grabs a plastic bag. He pees in it, ties it in a knot with his thing still out tosses it on the sidewalk it plops right by me zips himself on up gets back in his cab speeds away i'm like this is the driver the driver of a taxi holy shit i took video of it because i was like this why would you not just real. piss on the ground why would you why, then put it, well, you know what i mean like if you're gonna piss all right whatever it's gross <laughs> like people pee on buildings in new york all the time why would yeah. you put it in a bag and then litter not only are you peeing <laughs> In, in public, but you're literally yes. like, what are we doing here? I know, I know. And then I arrive at this fashion show and JD's like, welcome to New York Fashion Week. I was like, you have no idea what it took for me to get here. They were testing like, you. We yeah. are not in St. Louis anymore where I could take my very comfortable car and drive at a, at a reasonable pace with no traffic and get wherever I want. But I was just like, I guess he couldn't park and leave his taxi and go in and use the restroom. Like, I don't even it's know. Another, it's another example of just the homeless situation. But again, yes. like, we just sort of accept that this shit. Oh, it's just New York. Yeah. People just pee everywhere. Everywhere. And it's shit everywhere. Disgusting. And you're just like, what? When did this become like, oh, yeah, it's just New York. I don't know you're here. It's fine. Welcome. Yeah. It's just, that's your welcome to the city moment. Someone pissed on you. Cool. All right. That's fun. Everybody's doing great. But so I call it the the New York highs and lows, which is not a unique thing, but they happen every day, right? I had three super low lows in a row, but then I I got to go to a a fashion show on New York Fashion Week and sit front row. Well, not because of me, I'm no one, but, and I met a a real housewife of Potomac, which is my favorite franchise. What was, wait, so Fashion Week, what were they modeling? What was it? Was it a Prada thing? Like, what are we talking about? Brand? What was it? I don't know. Steve, your your girl is cool. Not cool enough to get into Prada. Oh, okay. I don't, the only reason I said Prada was because Maddie was watching an episode of the Kardashians on Hulu and I happened to like be listening to it in the background. As I was working and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is the dumbest show I've ever seen in my life. But she was in Milan, her yeah, and Kendall were in Milan or something. And she was trying on all these dudes out clothes, like these vintage men's outfits. And she was like, is this too much boob? And she's walking around all these really expensive, terrible looking Prada things. And I'm like, okay, I, get, I just don't, I don't get fashion. Sorry, man. 
it's okay. But yeah, so I got to go to a fashion show, which was cool, but it's a lot of production for like 15 minutes. I didn't realize it. Cause you know, we were obviously working sports and sports media and we know how much production and planning goes behind a live game broadcast. Yeah. It's insane, but that's, you know, hours, at least four hours could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 15 minute fashion show and the millions and millions of dollars that are spent and all of the work that goes into it. It's like the lights go up, they walk, they show the clothes and boom, you're done. Let me ask you this. Maybe we should start a segment called dumb dude questions. Oh, I love it. This this might be a dumb dude question. Trademark it. What is the point of a fashion show? Like you wouldn't buy anything there, right? So this is, is this just for press? They just want to like take pictures and then they, this is like their fall line. And what what else goes on? You, You were there for 15 minutes and then you left? Yeah. So it's going to be available to buy. It's basically like a showcase of goods of like, this is what's coming out next season when it's available. And here's people, what you can buy. Like normal people buy this stuff. I guess not normal, but like high end rich people buy yes. like these extravagant outfits that, or, no one, that are completely impractical most of the time. Right. Or celebrities wear it then on the red carpet or, you know, to a movie premiere or out to dinner or whatever. And then some other company is going to make a replica. Hmm. But basically, if they set the trends, or they're at least that's their goal. So yes, sell, sell yeah. merchandise. But they're saying well, this is our creativity. This is our expression of what we want to put forth for next season. Are you speaking of trends and clothes? Are you in the baggy trend again now? Because like when we grew up, it's all come full circle as everything always does. We grew up early two thousands. It's baggy jeans. It's baggier ish clothes nothing was tight and then as gradually we get into like the 2010s if we get skinny jeans and everything's much more form-fitting whatever and now we're back with gen z wearing basically jinkos right yeah i'm kind of embracing the baggy look again i am too i can't again now we just bash gen z and all of a sudden we're just like hey actually this is kind of cool you know we started it first so like whatever we started in the 90s i don't want to hear them taking credit for it like Like, a big sweatshirt oh man love a big sweatshirt like what are we what are we doing i just bought an oversized denim jacket that literally (laughs) looks like something my grandpa wore and i'm obsessed with it i've worn it like six days in a row i love it yeah don't get me wrong i'm typically still a form-fitting pant guy but I'm big t-shirt guy. Now. I, I like big t-shirts. First, I, tr- I bought a couple and I'm like, do I look like that? You know, the Steve Buscemi, how do you do fellow kids guy? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I kind of like the fit. I, at first, I didn't know if I, if I could pull it off. I didn't know if I liked it. And now I'm like, I like the baggy t-shirt look. Like this is a good look with, yeah. a, with a skinnier jean. Now I'm not going to go Jinkos and a baggy t-shirt, but I'm halfway there. And I'm just kind of surprised that I've sort of been embracing the baggy look. I'm happy that, I'm happy that you have as well. I also bought a pair of baggy those swishy kind of pants. You know what I'm talking about? I, ca- I call them my Haley Bieber pants because like I feel like pants? kind of, but they, they're like drawstring almost, but I wear yeah. it with like a tight cropped tank, you know, and with those pants and I feel like Haley It's a good Bieber, look. I hate to say it. It's a good look. I know. It's so comfortable. It's unbelievable. I just bought like a quilted, very big jacket. We and have got to see me. the quilted jacket. I mean, I it's, need- not, it's not trendy. It's, it's like an L.L. Bean thing. So I'm still like, preppy loser but it's very big on me and i i really like that it's giant on me it's big and i'm i love it i and i just i'm like who is this guy all of a sudden am i gen z now what's happening here no can't do the pants thing the girl i actually do like girls in baggy pants though now like now like the tight jean thing like it's not that it's unattractive anymore but it is actually kind of cool to see they're like the puffy kind of almost like mc hammer pants you're talking about yes yeah i think they look good on girls i totally agree Oh my God. I'm glad I get the Saruti fashion stamp of approval. Um, Okay. Well, the last thing I have for you, Steve, because we both got to go watch sports is that I saw Post Malone at Madison Square Garden. Oh man. I saw it. I saw it. And I was incredibly jealous. Let me tell you something. 
I was fortunate enough. This was my third time seeing Post. I saw him. I did not know that. Both in St. Louis? I saw him at Enterprise Center in St. Louis once with my girlfriend Lux. And then I saw him. But first time I saw him was at uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago in like 2019, maybe. A couple things on Post Malone. It was a magical New York City night. Okay. I went and met up with my girlfriends who got tickets that day. Someone gifted them tickets and we just went. They were insane seats. He's so talented. And it was pouring down rain when I left Madison Square Garden. And some guy came up to me and was like, here's an umbrella. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your outfit's better than mine. Take it. I was like, what? Wow. And then I went to New York high moment. There you go. I was like, oh my God. New York is smiling at me. Then I didn't want to go out afterwards because I tapped out on partying. And I just went to my bodega and I bullshitted with the guys at my bodega about the Yankees. And I got a, a grilled turkey wrap, which what is it about a bodega? They're making the most average sandwich than the most average wrap. And it is fire every time. Mm-hmm. Absolute fire. You just can't get that anywhere else. So anyway, it was an amazing New York night. But I, we, you and I were texting afterwards because I know your love for posts. A couple things here. Post Malone is so underrated with his talent. We just think, oh my God, he puts out all these bangers. He's yeah, like loser white rapper has some radio hits. He's not actually that talented. Yeah. This guy does nothing during his show other than wear a denim set, like a denim button down jacket and long denim shorts, get drunk out of a red solo cup and rip heaters. And he just sings and walks around and plays the guitar. So it's just raw talent. He sounds better live than he does on his albums. He's unbelievably talented. But what I love about Post Malone more than anything, I think, Steve, is if you were just to look at a photo of him, you see the tats, you see the grill, you see him ripping 80 cigs a day and the red solo cup. And you're like, this is a bad boy. This guy probably is such a jerk or whatever, but, you know, he's rock and roll like we like him. And then you hear him speak and he is the nicest, nice most it's genuine, weird. unbelievable person that just speaks love and kindness and inclusivity. And he like brings people in from the crowd. After the show, Steve, the lights went up. He stayed and signed and took pictures for people on stage that were like around the stage for like a half hour. He just stayed there the entire time. Who does that? And I just think that it's so funny what a contradiction he is between what he looks like and what he actually is. And the same thing with his music, that he's kind of a a pop artist, but actually so talented and can do many genres, including rock and country and rap. I mean, he's just a really, he just has a lot of dichotomies. And I just think he's awesome. I remember it was after Beer Bongs and Bentleys came out. Mm -hmm. And I hated Rockstar. Is it Rockstar? Yeah, yeah. I hated that song and I was like, this guy sucks. And I, and then I was like, I'm never giving him a chance. So I didn't listen to him for a while. Wow. And then I heard that song psycho on the so radio. Good. And I was like, wait a second, this is fucking good. Yeah. It's a great song. Like, this is a really good song. Like, all right, like maybe I'll give his album a, like a, a try. I listen to the album. And I was like, well, okay. Rockstar is the worst song on this album. <laughs> uh, so that, that, which honestly you'd be surprised how many times that actually happens with big artists. The worst songs are their singles. You're like, how does this, the single there's like yeah. 10 other good songs. Um, and I, I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. And then like 92 Explorer is one of my favorite banger songs of so all time. Good. That is a party song. It is a top tier party song. I will die on that hill. And I texted my friends and I was like, guys, Post Malone's dope. And they were like, dude, you're such a fucking loser. Stop trying to act cool. Like he sucks, blah, blah, blah. And they completely shut me down. I was like, whatever, it's fine. Like, maybe I'm just being an idiot. Maybe, maybe he's not actually that good. 
And like a month later, two of my buddies separately on the side were like, hey, dude, that Post Malone album is actually pretty freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Like, I'm not going insane. Vindicated. Maddie and, I, Maddie and I are sitting here going like, this is good shit. And I've gone, like, I, if you haven't, I highly encourage it. Yes. Go down the YouTube rabbit hole of some of his covers. He's so good. He is, his voice is unreal. Now I get it. A lot of it's auto-tune and it's it's fine, but he's, he's an incredible musician. He sounds musician. so good live. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's not auto-tune, but he definitely uses auto-tune. The way he, his, it, the inflection in his voice and the way he uses it is so good. He did this song uh, where I was laughing because again, I went through a rabbit hole. Is it, what the hell is the guy? Brad Paisley is the, is the famous country guy. I don't, I don't like that pop country. I do like country. I like like Stapleton, Sergio Simpson, Tower Childers. I like that kind of bulky country, outlaw country vibe. But he covered a Brad Paisley song called, I think it's called, I'm going to miss her. Oh, and yes. It so is good. unreal to the point where Brad Paisley commented on it was like, yo, this is better than my version <laughs> of the song. Fuck this, essentially. And it just goes to show like he covered um, he covered a Sturgill Simpson song. You could have the crown. He did some tribute thing where he was doing a bunch of cover stuff, I think, during the pandemic. And I'm just like, this guy, he's a he's a white rapper who is an elite country artist as well. Yeah, he hasn't even put out a country album. He'll cover Nirvana songs. It's just as good, if not better, than the original versions of these songs. And you're like, that's incredibly unfair that you can be this awesome pop star. It's It kind of reminded me a little bit of John Mayer. And I know you're going to laugh at me and joke, well, Steve's bringing up John Mayer. Everybody of looks course. At, everybody looks at John Mayer and it's like, hey, John Mayer, like he's like, you know, our daughters, you know, uh, no such thing. Like all the pop songs that are on the radio. All right. You don't like that. That's fine. John Mayer is arguably the best guitar player of our generation. He is an elite blues guitarist. He's an elite guitarist, period. And he tours with the Grateful Dead. Okay. You yeah. could not get more opposite than the Grateful Dead and daughters. Okay. Totally. It's insane. And that's why I really appreciate him. And that's why I really appreciate Post Malone because of they're both incredibly talented individuals who's can basically ace a variety of different genres, right. categories, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, they make their their music for, for money and they do pop songs and it's fine. They're good. But you don't actually understand how talented they are until you start listening to the live albums or stuff on YouTube. And you're like, right. wait, this is actually a once in a generation type talent. So I couldn't speak high, more highly. And I was incredibly jealous that you got to see him live. And my dude stays smoking cigs. I Googled it. He smokes 80 cigs a day. I think he said that 80. on Howard Stern, right? I think I yeah. believe. He, yeah. And you know, I saw something too. It was like, we got to get this guy to stop smoking cigs because his voice is going to, he's going to lose his voice. 100%. And he's not going to be able to be a singer anymore. But like, who has done more for the cigarette industry in the past 10 years than Post Malone? Well, like, you know, no. I think cigarettes are, cigarettes are back. You know, I've, this is <laughs> a very pro cigarette. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay. One more thing before we go about Post Malone. There were these two younger bros that were in front of us at the show. I posted this on my Instagram story. They were having the time of their life. Steve. It was so pure. They were dapping each other out. They were hugging and singing and taking selfies. And I was just like, we rip on Gen Z and we kind of shit on them. But I just think it's amazing that these young guys feel like they can hug their friends and express themselves. And I don't know, growing up, I feel like a lot of my guy friends weren't hugging all the time. And I just think that that is one thing that's really, really cool yeah. because I think guys need to show love more often for one another. Girls are constantly like hyping each other up. Be like, slay bitch. You look fierce. Oh yeah, my God. You're except most of the time it's fake, but yes. No, no, not, <laughs> not with my friends. We're like, oh, all right, not with your friend, but I, I, I think a lot of it is not actually real. Uh, but I'm 100% with you. We need to normalize dudes. Because like I remember yeah. like I, my my core group of friends, like we don't hug. It's always awkward when we hug. <laughs> my, one of my buddies just got married and we like, you know, everybody's hugging everybody. And it's like, we don't even know how to do this. Like we don't hug. What's what's going on? Yeah, you need and to hug each other. 
yeah, you just kind of grow up in that in that scene. But uh, yeah, I, I think the, the younger generation is definitely more into their feelings in that way. And it's great. I'm happy for him. But yeah, you know, I, I, I just like the idea of two buddies who are just hugging each other at a Post Malone concert, just living, having the time of their lives. If you want to see it, it's on my, I made a reel. I'm a real, a girl that makes reels now um, on Instagram, Adam Smallman. It was just, there's fewer things in life more pure than like singing a great song with your friends. It was just, mm-hmm. it, it made me really happy to see these young dudes just having the time of their lives. Well, Steve, since we do this so infrequently, I don't know if anyone is still subscribing, rating, and reviewing. But if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed, rated, or reviewed yet, we would love to have you just go to Small Talk, search us. We're the obviously the little black box on iTunes. Click it and leave us a review and a five stars if you like us, five stars. But it was so great to catch up with you, Steve, on this impending time space in your life. Um, Steve and I will be back soon. And until then, Steve, next time I talk to you, you're going to be a dad. Thanks, Michelle. Try not to get beat on. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.